This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. I'm so happy you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And on today's show, Terry and I are chatting with Chad Henge from Connected Families to talk about the importance of staying connected to your kids through discipline. Chad has spent over 25 years ministering to kids and families as a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified life coach, speaker, and podcast. Podcaster, and he's also an incredible father of three who just loves asking significant questions, bringing God's grace and truth to life, and helping parents have aha moments in coaching sessions and workshops. He has helped thousands of parents learn to be more peaceful, purposeful, and confident. Now, families, compassionate discipline is one of my favorite topics to teach on, to talk about, and to equip families to feel confident about because I truly believe it has the power to change the world. You'll hear me talking about it a lot over on Instagram this month, and I'll also be teaching a free workshop all this month where you can learn how to build up a compassionate discipline toolkit and how to design effective, logical consequences that work. Can I get a heck yes? Uh, you can join me that for that free workshop if you're interested over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline. But it's just so clear to me, you guys, that when we have fear, force, dominance, overpowering, pain, intimidation, and shame as a major tool to influence small humans to comply, I'm talking about traditional punishment, it is going to radiate out into the world and have massive detrimental effects as these kids become adults. Now, in a world where war and political unrest and just intense, intense health arguments, uh, divorce, depression, anxiety, suicide, mass shootings. Um, We just had one yesterday again here in America um, as I was preparing this intro, addiction, um, homelessness. uh, They're just, there's these type of things are just such massive and major problems. It just makes so much sense to me that if we can change the way we discipline children and focus on teaching and connection and empowerment, unconditional love, and actually teaching life skills over punishment, shame, and inflicting pain on small developing human souls, I believe we can truly change the world. As Mother Teresa said when she accepted her Nobel Peace Prize in 1972, when asked, what can we do to promote world peace? She answered, spread love everywhere you go. First of all, in your own house. So this episode is so special to me because obviously the subject of compassionate discipline is a deep passion of mine, and I just admire the team at Connected Families and the ministry they've created so deeply. 
Now, if you don't know about Connected Families yet, they are a nonprofit ministry that cares for, inspires, and equips parents to receive and pass on God's grace and truth by imparting a biblical, memorable, transformational framework for parenting. We've had their founders, Jim and Lynn Jackson, on the show many, many times. The first one was with Lynn. Um, The episode was 43, Understanding Your Intense or Unique Child. We'll make sure we put all these links in the show notes for you guys. The second episode was uh, episode 59 with both Jim and Lynn, How to Make Discipline Both Compassionate and Effective. And then episode 60 was just with Jim and Terry for the dads, navigating doubts and triggers for dads. And now we get to have Chad on the show, who's another integral part of the Connected Families team. But before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about the faith-based messages you hear often, and especially this month here at Fresh Start Family, because you guys, da-da-da! It's Easter month, uh, where we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, and it's literally my favorite holiday of the year because it represents new life, a fresh start, and just a complete surrender to and celebration of God. Now, I want to talk just for a minute about the faith component and remind you what we stand for here at Fresh Start Family. We are a Jesus-loving and honoring family who founded Fresh Start Family to bring light to the world. So of course, yes, we worship Jesus and look to Him in all of our days and ways. And it's so important for me to make sure you know that every family of every faith is welcome here at the Fresh Start table. I truly aim to to design episodes that serve families of all faiths because I want parents who don't know Jesus or don't see him or hear him or just aren't in relationship with him every day. I want them, I want you, if that's you, to see him in everything we do here and not in the preachy, weird, in-your-face kind of way. I believe that what we talk about here on the Fresh Start Family Show is universal when it comes to honoring God and honoring all human beings, young and old, small and big. We have a manifesto that we like to stand by when it comes to inclusion, and it goes like this. By the way, this was originally written by Lindsay Letters, who I just love so much. I have so much of her artwork and... um, I just admire her so, so much. Uh, Make sure you go check her out on Instagram and um, just, you know, get to know her story. And um, yeah, I just love her. But uh, I've made some additions to this also. It goes like this. If you are searching saved, black, brown, white, gay, straight, sure, unsure, older, younger, peace-filled, pain-filled, able-bodied, or differently abled, No matter how many moms or dads or divorces or kids or chromosomes or failures or successes or questions you have, no matter your gender or status or religion or where you come from, know that you are welcome here. I just love that. But whether you are a believer in Jesus or not, listeners, this conversation about staying connected to your kids through discipline will serve you immensely. So first off, if you're not a believer, I hope you'll find comfort in knowing that what you hear or have seen in the air quotes Christian world or by some, again, air quotes, Christian political figures or some famous pastors 
or just your crazy Aunt Mary or annoying cousin who's the creepy kind of Christian who always talked to you in a condescending tone, mostly about how you're going to hell if you don't repent, or the de- determined elder in your church that keeps telling you that you just need to spank your kids already if you really want to make them fear God. If you've seen or had these kind of people in your life who literally makes you want to run from religion, I hope you'll find comfort in hearing that this isn't always the way it is. We as Christians really do stand for compassion and grace and humility and self-control and peace and love and unity and connection. I know I personally have had so many friends and family members who have left the church or completely turned away from religion because they were repulsed by the ways of religion or even experienced religious trauma. So I want to just honor those of you who are listening and have any of those experiences or thoughts. You make sense to me, and I too myself have been absolutely heartbroken over how so many who claim to be Christ followers act and what they advocate for. And it can just be really hard to understand, so naturally, rejection can happen. But I hope getting to know us here at Fresh Start Family and getting to know ministries like Connected Families might just open your heart a bit and help you always remember that what is loudest in the world isn't necessarily what truly represents the Christian faith, especially not the ways of Jesus. Yes, you'll hear us name Jesus a lot because we freaking love him and we're celebrating him big time this month, but you'll also hear us just have incredible conversations about connection, honest honor, and legacy when it comes to raising little souls and being in respectful, honoring relationships with other humans. Now, if you're a believer, I pray this episode fills your heart with confidence that you can do things different than some of your family, church members, friends, or neighbors who have told you you have to in order to honor God. Chad just shares so many great insights, is so wise, and has such a big heart, and I know you're going to love listening to him and hearing from him so much. I know so, so, so many families who are of Christian faith have been told that the Bible commands you to use corporal punishment, and if you don't, you will raise kids who don't respect God or others. We're here to tell you, you don't. I pray that you'll find so much inspiration and hope in this month, this month's episodes, especially this one, that there are just so many resources available for you. If you want to learn how to discipline your kids in a way that builds connection and respect without hurting them, and also that one million reasons that hurting your kids or making them feel worse in order to teach them to behave better is just not an option and doesn't even work, air quotes, work long-term to raise healthy human beings. I also pray that you'll share this episode and all the episodes this month freely on your social channels and via email, text, or on the block when you're hanging out with neighbors. I pray that these episodes will help you stand tall for what you believe in as a family when it comes to teaching your kids and raising good, kind, God-loving humans. So without further ado, let's jump into this beautiful conversation about how to stay connected to your kids through discipline. It's just so darn important, and I'm so happy that you are here listening. Thank you so much for caring so much about your children, about your family. I 
see you, I admire you, and I'm over here cheering you on. So families, go find Connected Families. They're at connectedfamilies.org. Make sure you check out all of the incredible resources they have to support you. Their book, uh, Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart, is a great place to start, and they have it available in an audio version. You guys know how much I love to listen to books on audio. It just makes it so easy to get them um, done kind of on the go, which as parents, we're always on the go, right? They're also very active over on Instagram, and their handle is at ConnectedFams. So without further ado, please help me welcome Chad Hange to the show. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of loving kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. We are so happy that you are here, and we are so excited to welcome Chad Henge from Connected Families. Welcome, Chad, to the show. Welcome. Hey. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are so pumped to have this conversation with you today. Listeners, we are going to be talking about why connection through discipline is so key. And uh, we've had this conversation on the books for quite some time, and I've just kind of been um, just praying into what God wants to, um, you know, have us bring to the table in this conversation. And I've been blessed with some questions and some topics that I think are going to be really good for us. But listeners, let me give you kind of an overview of what this discussion is going to look like today, and then we'll get started. So Chad is going to talk to us about what the Connected Families model looks like. Um, We just cannot say enough great things about Connected Families. We love you guys so much. I advocate for your work and your ministry to everyone who can can hear me speak about it. Um, We'll talk about why connection during discipline is so important what connected discipline actually looks like. Uh, We'll talk about why it works so well in air quotes, and we'll even talk about (laughs) what works means. And then, yes. And then also we'll talk about how to respond to our brothers and sisters in Christ who still maybe perhaps think that hurting children is really what godly action looks like. And, and then Chad might, maybe you can even share some success stories with us at the end from your students. Um, but let's get started, Chad, with just, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I know you're a licensed therapist, but you're also a coach and you do so much work with connected families. So tell us about your journey, how you got to where you are, why you're so passionate about what you do. Um, we've had Jim and Lynn many times on the yes. show, but we, we've never heard your story. So tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me again. And, you know, uh, I came to parenting um, with kind of some preset expectations that my kids would listen to everything I said. uh, And then they would have the yes, yes, sir. Yes, dad um, kind of mentality. And, um, you know, just really looking for obedience as a primary driver, a primary goal. And, And it worked for a little bit. Again, air quotes unworked. Uh, in that I was getting what I wanted, uh, and then I didn't get what I wanted after a little bit of time. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, something's got to be wrong here. Not with me, uh, this child or these <laughs> of kids. Not. They no, no. I, I kind of have this down, right? Um, and and ultimately, it came to a place where it's like um, I was demanding right behavior 
from my kids. I was really sacrificing my relationship in a lot of ways to get it. And at the end of the day, I neither had a, a right behaving or well-behaved child or a relationship with that child. And yeah. uh, I was concurrently, while my kids were young, working in a youth outreach organization uh, with some at-risk teens. And I was learning a lot about how to develop relationships with someone who is kind of mistrusting of adults. And uh, if they felt some sense of shame or condemnation towards them, uh, they would be gone. And uh, yeah. it was really important for us to, to develop connections. So we spent a lot of time connecting with these kids. And yet it took me a while to recognize that what I was doing with other people's kids in really challenging situations, I wasn't actually offering that to my own kids. Uh, I was offering plenty of grace and mercy over here while yeah. not allowing that or offering it over here. And that started to convict me a little bit. And, and Jim Jackson and I have worked together since 1995. We were both working at the same organization, learning a lot together. Oh, they started connecting families, cool. Jim and Lynn, in 2002. I joined in 2005. Um, and at Ooh. that time was really working through kind of uh, how do I... And I knew that I, I was working with kids, with teens, and that was okay, but I really wanted to work with parents and families. And so I went back and got my master's in counseling psychology. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also got my certification in coaching and life coaching at that time as well. And I started to work at Connected Families. We used to have a counseling arm. And so I was a counselor, I was a therapist with teens primarily. Uh, and again, I, I just felt this gnawing in me, like I was helping kids kind of cope with their parents. Uh, <laughs> yes. I was like, wait a second. I, I don't think I want to do this forever. And so uh, that was a, a, a discovery time for me, but a frustrating time because parents were more than willing to drop their kids off to be fixed yep. by the expert. Um, and uh, and so started to, to get a little bit, um, yeah, just discouraged by that. And, uh, you know, therapists, Teen therapist, really important, right? So not saying yeah. that that's not the case, but but for me, that just wasn't going to be a lifetime passion. And so our family actually took a year off and we went to Mexico and did a year-long service project in Mex Mexico. My daughters uh, were 11th, 8th, and 4th grade. Um, and I, I say my wife, you know, my wife's Brazilian. So taking Portuguese nice. into Spanish, she was <laughs> adapting. My kids all knew Spanish. They went through a Spanish immersion program. Wow. I'm German. Right. It is, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? So, anyway, uh, we did that, came back to Connected Families in 2013, and I've just been parent coaching and speaking on some parenting topics and, and looking through that lens of the Connected Families framework since then. And I, I think I've helped, I've helped far more kids by helping their parents than I ever yeah. did by just working with kids because parents, we have such influence. Okay, and I just want to contrast that with control. Okay, we have a yeah. lot of influence, and uh, yeah. how we use our influence, uh, how we communicate to our kids, especially when they're struggling, uh, impacts identity. And that identity is something that we started to shift focus on from getting right behavior to really training up an identity in our kids about who they really are. And when we what we believe about ourselves is what we walk out. Uh, what we live out. And so as keepers of a child's identity, as an influence, uh, influencer of that identity, 
uh, that became a big shift for me uh, to go, let's, let's work towards that goal, which is actually a goal I have a little bit more control over other than their behavior or their, their tone or their attitude or their, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. So anyway, that's just, that's a, a little background um, on wow. how I got to where I am. And I love it. I mean, I, the framework has, has changed everything, you know, just, just everything in terms of how I look at even uh, important relationships with adults. Um, it's at Connected Families, really how we look through the lens of relating to each other as staff. And, uh, you know, what are those relationships going to to look like and how does the framework inform those relationships? Oh, so good. So good. What and a journey. How, and how old are your daughters now? Yeah, they're all in their 20s. So uh, my Yay. youngest just turned 20 uh, this past year. And uh, so we're in a new age and stage um, of uh, of parenting. And we just did a Recently, I think uh, we did a podcast on, on our podcast about just adult kids, right? How does the framework yes. look, you know, looking through the lens of the framework with adult kids. So that it's a new and interesting journey that we're on into the next phase of parenting. So cool. And, and it is so true, right? That it it's like, you know, yes, it's parenting um, that we talk so much about, but it really is in all relationships, whether it's adult kids or your, your team, right? Like, and I watch the way yes. Connected Families runs their team and the way they relate to their staff and take care of their staff. There was a day where I emailed and, you know, we were back and forth and planning stuff. And, and they were like, you know what? We're on a rest day. We have a rest day this week. (laughs) We're not doing any work. It was either like three days or two days or one day. I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can just feel that, that what you guys teach carries into everything you do, whether it's your marriage, your kids, your, the way you run your teams. And uh, yeah, it's man, it's so good to hear your story. And I knew I was like going to have emotion today because I'm just, (laughs) it just feels like such an honor to be in the presence of especially men who are doing this work and advocating for it because, you know, we all know like there's just such an absence of this in um, the Christian world and it, and I, you know, I spend a lot of days with like heartbreak about it and I just get so overwhelmed with joy when I'm in the presence of somebody that is spreading this light and helping families in this capacity. And then to be with two men that are doing that, it's just like, there's a lot of, you know, there's more girls in this space, but to have like these strong men who stand for compassion and grace and connection and humility and all the things that Jesus did. I'm just like, heck yes. I feel like the luckiest girl in the world today. So let's chat for a hot sec openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that 
nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. I just love to, because like, you know, any, most people who are listening to this podcast, I think have some level of curiosity or some little thing tugging at, at them on the inside saying, um, I want more than just okay. Or I want to, um, I want to do something that is truly lasting or they're desiring this connection. And I love, because you, you described that both in your professional walk and your family walk too, of there was always something pulling you because you probably would have been just okay if you would have just kind of said, Oh, okay, here's the blueprint. I'm just going to stick with this. I'm going to, it stick. doesn't feel great, I'm but gonna I'm going to stick with this. Or... Yeah. This format of the, the, the job that I'm in or this kind of blueprint of parenting. Okay. We might just be okay with that, but there was something pulling at you. So I, I just, um, I just, yeah, I, I just want to thank the families um, who are tuning in right now. Because I feel like there's something pulling at you. You want more for your relationships um, in your family dynamic and possibly even your professional um, work too. And so I just love to, I just loved your story because there were, you kept going, you kept going and you knew that there was something else out there. And so I just think that it's beautiful. So yeah, thank yes, you. Yes, so yeah. good. Okay, well, let's get into it, Chad. Talk to us Um Let's just start off with Connected Families model. So again, we've had Jim and Lynn on. They've told us about this. But tell us again, what is the outline of kind of what you guys teach? And discipline is a component of that, right? Like we're talking so much yes. about discipline. And um, we have some really good questions at the end that I really want to bring to the table because I feel like a lot of listeners here, I, the majority of listeners, I realized they're they're pretty, they're on board, right? Like they're like, yes, mm -hmm. my heart is open. It's calling me. And there's just still so much like uh, lack of confidence when brothers and sisters of Christ, like they're like, uh-uh, you got it totally wrong. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but let's just start off. Would, could you review that model for us? Yeah. So when we talk about the connected families framework, we're talking about a pyramid like um, yeah, pyramid with really four, four uh, key pieces to it, right? And the the bottom one is the foundation. Foundation is is really who are we in Christ? 
Uh, if you read Ephesians chapters one and two, you'll probably find about 25 to 27 you are statements there. <laughs> Here's who yes. you are in Christ, believer. Uh, it's not conditional. Uh, it is just who, who we are as an identity. And so knowing who you are, what you believe about yourself, uh, accurate sorts of beliefs about who we are in Christ uh, allows us then to build our parenting uh, on three other key principles, and that is connect. So connection at connected families. Uh, if it's in our name, we probably want to know what that means. And for us, that really is our kids understanding that we know them, we love them, and we enjoy them. What our what our kids say that they're known, loved, and enjoyed by their parents. Uh, and these are things that are happening outside of behavior challenges, right? So these are just, just connective sorts of engagements that we want to have with our kids. It could be just a, a little quick wink, uh, right? It could just yeah. be a passing by and a quick shoulder squeeze and, hey, how are you doing? Uh, it, you know, I don't know about you, but, but I've walked into rooms where I've known I've been tolerated, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like people are like, hmm. Okay, well, it's Chad. Hey, right. how are you? You know, <laughs> kind of thing. But I've also walked into rooms where people went, "Oh my goodness, oh, I'm so glad you're here!" Right? And it's that, yes. it's that knowing, that loving, that enjoying that uh, we really want to work hard in proactive kinds of ways outside of behavior challenges uh, yes. to communicate to our kids. And then the third is coach. And we really want to help our kids grow in the things that God's gifted them in and affirm them and encourage them uh, to keep going, give them opportunities to, to, to use those strengths in ways that bless and honor other people, like bring glory to God, uh, and then correction. So what do we do when our kids get off track and how do we help bring them back into God's purposes for them? And so out of that come what we would call, that's really just our framework, but out of that come these four messages that in discipline challenges, we want to make sure our kids receive from us uh, that are really identity kind of shaping and forming messages. And parents have good intentions. I have good intentions. I coach with lots of parents and I've not met any parent who does not have good goals for their kids. They want them to be respectful they want them to be kind, responsible, caring, right? All sorts of goals that they would have. But in the midst of misbehavior, oftentimes our messages to our kids are more along the lines of you're mean or naughty or out of control, or you are an yeah. inconvenience to me. Uh, that was the the biggest one for me is I think I looked at my kids and I now I look at it and I think, what was I thinking? right? My kids were an inconvenience to me. Like I had kids to be a convenience. I, right. Of course they were inconvenient. Um, but, but I would send these messages that over time start to take shape in our kids' hearts. Um, yep. And if that's what they receive from me, then in essence, it's kind of like, well, then that's what I'll be. And when I get really angry, there's a message to my kids. Child, you are in control of my emotions. Like you are... You're responsible for my to caretake my emotional state, right? And, and I think that's yeah. the one that really got me, uh, where I was thinking, wait, hold a sec, hold on a second here. I need my kids to behave well so I don't lose it. Right? Hmm. Who's in Backwards. control of who? Who's who's right. responsible <laughs> for me? And uh, you know, so so. Parents will oftentimes have really good goals and not so great messages. Sometimes I think fear and anxiety drive that. Like I start, 
maybe um, just projecting a negative future or catastrophizing their future. If we don't get this behavior to stop, Absolutely. this kid lies to me every day. We need to get this to stop. And we double down on, on control. Uh, and uh, that child will oftentimes just be like, Mm-mm, no, you're not going to control me. And so fear and anxiety, I always encourage parents to take a look at that. Uh, stress, maybe. Um, but oftentimes parents just don't have a plan. And that's what the four messages really, I think, introduce to families. It's like, hey, let's develop a plan. Now, when I ask parents, could you tell me the two or three behavior challenges you're likely to face this week? They almost always say, well, of course. And I say, then why will you act so surprised when you see them? Right. Like, like, why would we be like, what are you doing? It's like, we know this is coming. And if we know it's coming, we can start to to even even shape our hearts towards that. Mm. We can start to develop a plan. How do I want to respond in a way that's honoring uh, the way that uh, actually um, grows connection with that child while still holding them accountable? And so the four messages we talk about out of foundation comes the message, child, you are safe with me. Emotionally, physically, spiritually safe with me. Awesome. I'll oftentimes hear parents quoting Bible verses to their kids in the midst of anger. Oh, and, uh, okay, so you're safe with me. Emotionally, I can be okay, even if you're struggling. Physically, I'm not intimidating you. My posture is not such that I'm trying to demand behavior over you and, and kind of uh, intimidate you into behaving a certain way. Uh, and I'm I'm not quoting scripture to try to get you to behave a certain way, right? Yes, yeah. We have to teach our kids scripture, but doing it in the middle of their misbehavior is uh, kind of building a resentment even towards scripture. Um, mm-hmm. So that yeah. first message, you're safe with me. The big question I have to ask myself and I invite other parents into, can I be okay even if my child's behavior is not okay? Or do I need my child to behave well in order for me to be okay? Where is my value and okayness coming from? Okay. And so the next message and that first message you're, you're safe with me is really all parent stuff, right? That's, that's my work. That's my work every day, even as a parent of 20 somethings, (laughs) can I be okay? Even if my kids make choices or decisions that I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that, right? Where Where does my value come from? Secondly, the message out of connect comes uh, this message of child, you're loved no matter what. That good behavior doesn't earn you more love from me. That poor behavior doesn't subtract love from you, from me, that the love is a settled issue. It's the Romans 5, 8 kind of love. Well, we were still sinners. Christ died for us, just pursuing us with his love, not based on are deserving of that love or lack of deserving of that love. So empathy is a powerful communicator of your love, no matter what. Empathy just says, I understand you. Doesn't mean I agree with you. And uh, so that's the big switch, I think, for a lot of parents. It's like, oh, I can understand somebody who's disappointed that they didn't get what they wanted right when they wanted it, because I felt Mm -hmm. the same way. Doesn't mean I have to agree with their tactics or their antics or their big, you know, expression of that. Okay. But- I can understand somebody. The next one's coach. Coach, uh, the message that comes out of coach is, child, you're called and capable. Called to be a blessing. Okay, really out of the Genesis 12, one through three, Abrahamic blessing that Abraham was blessed so that the families of the nations would be blessed, right? Mm-hmm. And so yep. God, is, God has built families to be a blessing to the nations, to the world. And so the, the called and then the capable, you're capable of using your good gifts to bless and honor other people. 
And we talk about a concept called the gift gone awry, or sometimes our kids' best talents show up in how they misbehave or how they yeah. struggle. <laughs> True. <laughs> so have you seen that before? Uh, where kids get in trouble. I'll hear oftentimes people say, my child is going to be a lawyer when they grow up. Right. Like, yeah, okay, but you're saying that in a way that maybe <laughs> you're not very happy about that, right? Or yes, you know, yes. they argue about everything. But uh, really thinking through the lens, how can I affirm the gift I'm seeing and then help create some tracks for that child to use it in healthy ways? When do we call out the use of that gift? When it's being used well. So my stubborn yes. daughter, okay, she's really determined. And when she gets on the monkey bars and she's trying to do what her big sister is doing, and isn't able to do it, she doesn't give up. Yeah. Okay. So when I when I see that, I go, oh my goodness, you're using that same gift that sometimes you use over here in maybe ways that aren't so helpful. This is a really great expression. You are very determined. You're super persistent. I love that about you. Absolutely. Right? You don't you don't give up. Now, when you're using your stubbornness or determination in ways that aren't very helpful, I might say, I love that you're telling me what you want. How you're saying that to me right now. It's probably not good to get you what you want. Okay. Yes, so exactly. I bet you can do it differently because I've seen you do it differently before. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's yeah. this, I, I found in your called and capable, a lot of hope that started to rise up in me. <laughs> yeah. I just became more hopeful because I started to call out the good things that I was seeing in my kids. And then I was more intentional about helping them use those good gifts to honor. And uh, then the last one's correction. And the message out of correction is the message, child, you are responsible for your actions. You're responsible for your life. Uh, yeah. And this is the one that most parents want to start with. Yeah. Um, and I get it, right? It's why people come really for coaching. They don't come typically to hear how they can connect better with their kids, although that, I think mm -hmm. that would be really great. Some parents do. Um, but really, it's about how do we get the behavior is what parents oftentimes are after. But we talk about the message, you're responsible for your actions. Uh, and we think about that really through the lens of building wisdom. Like, how do we provide, if there's a consequence needed, and there oftentimes may be, um, how do we build wisdom? Is this consequence that this child has experienced right now, is it building wisdom in it? Are they becoming wiser? Or is this a consequence that is more punitive that might cause them to be more resentment or, uh, resentful or might just send them underground, right? I just felt like if I got punitive, uh, my kids would get sneakier. Uh, they yeah. just get better at not getting caught doing certain things. Um, and so thinking through the, the lens of wisdom building, you know, Galatians 6, uh, 7 says, God won't be mocked, a man reaps what he sows. And our kids need to, and we need to help our kids understand the sowing and reaping principle. And Galatians 6, 7 says, if you catch someone in sin, those of you who are spiritual should restore that person gently. So what is, what does restoration look like? As, a, mm -hmm. as an end goal for a consequence. Uh, and then gentle restoration. What, is, what does that look like um, as we try to help our kids learn to be responsible for their actions? So good. Yep. And that mistakes are opportunities to learn, right? Absolutely. 
Yes, there was, I was, I tell this story often, but there was a, a dad um, in our programs who um, was, was trying to give his kid a choice to get out of the bath, you know, kids, like they don't want to get in the bath and then they don't want to get out of the bath. But he yes. said, um, okay, well you can have, you know, he learned this in class. He was like, you can have five more minutes or, um, and we can have time for books tonight, or you can stay in the bath for five more minutes and we won't have time for books or less books or whatever it is. And so he chose to stay in the bath. He, he goes into his bedroom later and he's going to bed. And he gets his books out and his dad's like, no, remember, you made that choice. You're responsible for your decisions. And, you know, we can try again tomorrow. And he was crying and crying. And he called his his dad, tucked him in, closed the door. And he's still crying. He calls him back. And he says, "Um, dad, dad, come back. And his dad's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm just so sad as he's weeping, crying. Mm. And his dad said, you know, before this type of work, he would have been like, well, tough. Like that's life. That's what happens when you make a wrong choice. And instead he just quieted up and he said, well, you know, about what? And he goes about the choice that I made. (laughs) So beautiful because it was, I love that story because it's just like, yes, we get to teach our children that they get, they are responsible, right? Like it's not us as the almighty controlling force that is making them good humans. It's like, they are going to make mistakes and they are responsible for their own decisions, right? Like intrinsic responsibility, intrinsic motivation. It's so good. So man, that's a good framework. Yeah. And I I love, um, you know, that everything is rooted in asking yourself, is this creating more wisdom? I think that's a, a, a beautiful place to just kind of like, um, for people listening right now, because, you know, you get, you know, you listen to a podcast. I mean, even, you know, taking classes and things like that, you know, it takes a little while to settle in and then you're in the heat of the moment and, you know, emotions flare up and people usually just go back to their default. But I think if, if everybody listening can just like start there, like, I think that's, that that's amazing. Cause that's, that's one of those things, like you said, I think most people in the room would, would raise their hand. Hey, do you want to remain connected and and have some sort of wisdom formed from what we're learning here or this discipline that we're going through versus it just being uh oh every time i do this i something hurts and yes. then hoping and then hoping that over time that nets out into uh wisdom <laughs> or mm-hmm. connection or some sort of lifelong journey to where you actually um, became the type of parent that, that God sees in you, you know, because, yes. you know, whether it's parent, whether it's um, anything in the world, God sees you ab- ab- above where you are. Like, so I think mm-hmm. if everybody can, can reach for what that, what that thing is. And I think that was a beautiful um, statement that you said, it's like, yeah, I think God did make me a parent to impart wisdom on my kids, not just to be um an electric fence. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Wisdom, yes. wisdom, life skills, yeah. mentorship, teacher. Like those are all ones that I try to pull on when I'm like extremely triggered. Yeah. Um, I don't always I think succeed, a, but... that's such a simple one though for me to like next time I'm feeling it like kind of Whoa, okay, where are we going? It's like, okay, great. Is ask myself this, is this step I'm about to take or is this what, what I'm about to do? Will it impart any wisdom will one of our kids really be able to step forward and understand and even collaborate to some degree on like oh next time it's like i i felt like i went through this with you and we worked it out together and again like you said 
we might not, uh, you know, agree. It still might be awkward. You still might feel like you're on two sides when it comes to whatever the issue at hand is, but at least you're like, okay, cool. We're stepping forward in this together. Well, yeah. and, and that, yeah. What were you going to say, Chad? Cause the thing I real quick, the thing about discipline, the way you guys do it, the way we do it is it, it does always, you always come out pretty much 99% of the time on the same page. <laughs> like So yeah, what, what, right. were, what were we going to say, Chad? Well, I, th- I think it's the, it's that initial response too. like when, when I was shifting out of more controlling parenting, I, I would offer these punitive consequences and the consequences uh, were typically uh, out of my own anger uh, or my own sense of control. They were not given in love. Uh, They might have come even from a loving place. I I have good intentions about that, Um, but it was usually given a little bit more harshly. Like that's not okay. And if you do that, no, you're not. No, you got out of the bathtub too late and no, yeah. we're not reading the book. Mm-mm, no, because you said, you get. right. Yep. That's what you get. Right. Uh, and so what, what I find oftentimes in coaching parents is who are coming from that perspective and um, moving into a different, you're safe with me, you're loved, no matter what connection oriented first before correction uh, that I found that I didn't know what to do. Like I knew all the things that I shouldn't do. And I would yes. feel paralyzed at times. Like I knew this wasn't okay, what, whatever my child might be doing. And I also knew that my response to it was not going to be what I wanted to do. And so I would sit and go, that. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and then feel weak and permissive. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. And it, I think it even speaks to the, the story you told with the boy um, having a regret about his decision, right? That I felt like, the Holy Spirit would show up in those moments. Uh, and I was, I didn't know what to do. And I was quiet. And it's like the spirit would move in and convict uh, and bring even wisdom into my kids. Uh, I didn't know how much volume I produced or how much defensiveness I created in terms of my approach and my kids being defensive around that. Uh, that when I didn't know what to do, <laughs> there were many times where it'd be like, Daddy, I'm sorry, right? Or something yeah. like that. And you're like, what? I couldn't have coaxed that out of them if I exactly. tried. Right. <laughs> but there was a there was a conviction that was taking place in my not knowing. Uh, and I've coached many parents who have said, Wow, I didn't even know what to do. I took a few steps back. I was starting to get myself under control. And and then my kids started to kind of own up and fess up some of the things that I wanted to point out to them that they had done wrong. They started to tell me things that they had done wrong. Um, and again, yeah. it's, it's not formulaic. I just, I want to make sure that we're, we're talking about description, not prescription uh, about what things can look like, but that was a powerful um, motivator for me to keep moving, keep digging in uh, to, uh, to the Lord and receiving grace and truth from, from him uh, as well as working to impart that to my kids. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. 
kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Yes, it is such a practice, right? I mean, all of parenting, I mean, all the way up until your kids are really, really developed adults. Like it is such a practice to, and, and even in careers and marriages and friendships, like to become comfortable with like not knowing, but to, to hold the space, so to speak, right. For the Holy spirit to come in and guide you. Like, I'm just such a, I, I want to fix. I want to run a rescue. I want to, I want to solve it. And the, the emptiness, the space can be really uncomfortable. So I know I've enjoyed learning about that practice over the years because it really does. It opens up the space for God to do his work. So, so good. Okay. Well, we, um, we have, we were going to talk about why connection during discipline is so important and what connect connected discipline looks like. Um, and because of time, Chad, I think you guys have an incredible course called Discipline That Connects. You have it in an audio version, which is like the most simplest way. It's amazing that you guys offer it in the audio version, audible or whatever version, because mm-hmm. I think it makes it really easy. So I think if it's okay, um, because I know that course and it's so affordable, teaches all that, I'm going to skip right to a question that comes in often that you kind of just uh, mentioned and alluded to, right? When you said, um, you know, I forget your exact words, but you said, you know, we have to be careful or full of care to like not do things out of anger right? Mm -hmm. Um, Out of um, when we're really upset, right? But like, obviously to take that calming break, just to practice the self-regulation, to leave room for the Holy Spirit to come in. Um, So, you know, one of the the reasons why we had originally scheduled this call was, um, was you guys had shared a, uh, 
a podcast episode of ours called Parenting with a Humble Servant Heart. And it was such a blessing for you guys to share that with your community. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It was um, episode 85, if anyone wants to go back and listen to that, um, that Terry and I recorded. Um, but uh, someone had commented, and it was the most beautiful comment that I think really sparked my heart to have a conversation and bring it uh, encouragement in this area to listeners and, and our community and your community too. But they said, um, great, this all makes sense. But they said, can you help us understand like what we can do when our sisters and brothers of Christ or our family members or our neighbors, basically they say to us, like, they don't endorse like, like whoopings or smacking upside the head with like angry, like you're the worst, like I'm going to punish you now. Like that type of like angry, uh, right. Punishment. Mm -hmm. But instead, endorse calm, loving enforcements of pain and punishment as a godly, godly loving action. So this person went on to say, um, you know, I just don't know how to respond to that. I don't know, like, what to say because, you know, I've learned from you guys, like, that's not the way it is. So I, I was praying about it. I couldn't wait to encourage her. And then I went back and she had deleted the comment. Mm-hmm. And which, which signaled to me that there is so much fear of judgment in our Christian community. And I, it, oh man, it like, it breaks my heart because it's like, there's fear of judgment. There's, um, there's, uh, there's just like, there's just a lot of uh, tension around it. And then I'm going to read one more just to give you an example of how I know I get this question a lot. I know you get this question a lot, Chad, I'm sure in your practice, because this is just such a common Christian teaching that uh, fear, force, pain, that type of stuff. It w- if it's done in like a, a loving, godly, calm action after you've calmed down, that's like the key to, to godly discipline. So let me read you one more that I got. Yeah. Oh, um, a beautiful mom wrote in and she said, thank you. I've been listening to your podcast forever and applying the principles for several years now. And it's been life-changing. I'm a Christian and I have had fellow Christians ask me about spare the rod, spoiler child scripture, and even bring up the fact that the shepherds did use their staff rod to hit the sheep if they were out of line, even to the points of shepherds would break the sheep's legs if they constantly didn't listen to shepherd so that they had to be carried on the shoulders of the shepherd to be close to their voice and finally learn to listen to them all the time once their legs healed. This information came from friends and family members who were sheep farmers. All this to say they had, they say the Bible, does refer to the rod as spankings, discipline. This has confused me greatly because I've heard from the positive parenting community that the rod was used to guide the sheep and not physically harm them. I completely believe in not spanking because of all the research done and all of my learnings in the positive parenting community. But what I what can I tell fellow Christians who bring up that scripture? So I just thought that was like a good example um, of like how, cause, cause I think one more thing, and then I want to hear your thoughts. I have a lot of people in my community who are, like I said, so on board in our bonfire support program, foundations, course students, Jesus guided parenting students. Um, they're like, cool, I got it. And then when they're triggered and they're in like a Thanksgiving family setting or yes. at church, right. When their kid is melting down at the nursery or whatever it may be, and they've got the fishbowl around them like you said, they just freeze and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to respond. And I cannot even tell you how many stories I have had 
from students who are like, yeah, I, I handled it. And then later I got the talk of like, you know, you're going to raise like that. That's like not what the Bible teaches us. Mm-hmm. Like, are you? So with all that said, Chad, will yeah. you impart your wisdom and your encouragement um, on this subject? So parents can really just feel a little bit more confident. And then of course, get themselves into the discipline that connects course. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually give our Jesus guided parenting course um, to anyone who purchases you guys's discipline that connects course during the month of April. So it's just going to be the best combination. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for people <laughs> to get in and like learn the actual, like how to, what does connected logical consequences look like? What does compassionate connected discipline look like? But I'm going to hand the mic to you now. Yeah, well, those are um, passionate sorts of, you know, messages that we're getting, and uh, I think it. I think the framework again. I just the framework guides so much of my thinking and response to parenting, as well as difficult kinds of conversations. And so, I think there's a. It's an important piece for me when I hear things like that. First, to just check my own spirit here and go, okay. You're safe with me. This person is confronting me, okay? And and I might not feel very safe right now. So I'm thinking through, okay, so what's going on inside of me? And I can oftentimes anticipate that these kinds of conversations are going to come again, so I don't have to be surprised about that. But what's going on inside of me? And then and then I'm also thinking through the lens of like what's going on with this person who's saying this to me? Right? Mm-hmm. Which is really a connection when we talk about um you're uh, love no matter what. It's a question that we ask about our kids. Like, what's going on with them? And it also it, it oftentimes helps me develop a little bit of compassion uh, for mm. them. It's like th- sometimes the people that say things the loudest and most emphatic, I think, are asking a question um, rather than making a statement. And uh, that's something that I would hear when I was working with at-risk teens. Some they'd make big bold statements, and behind it, I would hear a question. Um, and so nice. I like to try to get curious in those kinds of situations as well and just say, so, so tell me, you know, coming back to messaging, I might, I might just say, so what messages do you want your kids to receive from you? And what messages do you think that they are receiving from you? Uh, has there been a time where um, you have uh, incorporated the, the punishment and, and really inflicted pain uh, where you thought, hmm, that child probably didn't receive that very well, or that probably wasn't the best uh, sort of uh, a way of dealing with that. I might also ask, so what other ways do you, what other methods do you use uh, for consequences? Uh, and if the answer is, no, this is the one we use, right? It's corporal punishment. That's what we do. Um, you know, then that's that's informative to me. But I, I think the the um, I, I like asking questions. Maybe it's just my background or training or whatever. But rather than trying to get into it where I'm put into a defensive posture, I really want to come and I want to ask some questions and be curious about those. Um, yeah. I've got lots of stories of people who have said things to me like, we tried it, you know, the corporal punishment. And here we are kind of talking about what works. Right. right. Um, what I discovered is that I was really getting because uh, we spanked our kids early on uh, that I was yeah. really mistaking obedience for fear based compliance. Um, yeah. And so they were complying with me not out of a heart of love for me, but because they didn't want to get in trouble and they didn't like that. And but one child would just look at me and go, right, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of, well, that would make me even more angry. So um 
So I, I think, you know, just in terms of a response to people saying that, just try to get curious with that. Um, tell me about this. Do you think that it's a one size fits all? Is that prescriptive? What do you do with the verses, just a few verses ahead of that, that say that if you are a glutton at a politician's party, you should hold a knife to your throat? Um, mm. Like, what, what, how do you interpret that scripture? And, and Connected Families, we have, a, we have a, an ebook uh, on spanking. So, nice. perspectives on spanking, where we take, you know, really those really five areas that we look at and we start to play that out a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I read recently, and I would need to go back to find what I, where I read it, but the, the passage that, or the, the quote that you offered about breaking a leg of a, of a sheep, um, I think it was offered in the 50s at some point. It, it kind of came up and became popularized. Uh, mm -hmm. But what it was attributed to back earlier has actually been refuted. Um, nice. And so, you know, again, that's that that's like, okay, well, we need to go find that research and, and bring that forward. Um, yeah. But I also would just ask parents, how does God parent you? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what has been your experience in how God treats you? How does he discipline you? Uh, and, you know, the, the verse that really... Uh, caught me off guard uh, was uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12. And I had never read it through the lens of parenting, but it, Paul says, for you know that we dealt with you as a father deals with his own children. <laughs> oh my goodness. If anything should perk our ears and we go, wait a second, Paul is going to tell me how he dealt with his children. Uh, and, and then he goes on and he just says, encouraging comforting and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Right. And mm. so for a season of my life, I would lay my head on the pillow at night and I would say, was I encouraging? Was I comforting? Was I urging? Right. As a reflection about the heart that I have towards my kids. I think there's also another piece for us as parents to, to, to take a deeper look at is like, what's my motivation for this? Like what's underneath it? Is it my need for quick response? Is it my need? So other people see me and go, wow, they really are good parents. Right. And right. this is the kind of thing that, that gets me serious, seriously passionate is I'm sitting in church. We're at a Sunday school class. There's a five-year-old boy that joins our table. He wasn't in his own Sunday school. He's with us. He sits remarkably quiet and, you know, was well-behaved beyond what mm -hmm. I would ever expect. You know, very polite, the whole thing. Afterwards, a parent says, um, hey, um, wow, what a great child, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this child is just so well-behaved. And you are such great parents, right? And, and uh, man, I just cannot help myself in situations like that. Um, and I said, whoa, whoa, hey, just hold on a second. I don't disagree with you at all. This was really a blessing that this child sat here so politely. And this, these parents, I know them. I think they're really solid, you know, parents. But I just want to say this. If this child was misbehaving in this situation and was really struggling and distracting to all of us, the value that that child has did not change one single iota. And the parents' value didn't change at all yes. either. 
right? There's nothing Ugh. about that behavior that that we should look at and go, oh, that's perfect. Because what that's going to do is it's going to drive people who don't have that child out of the church. You will get the message. Yeah. This is an unsafe place to struggle. And if we need to look pretty and we need to look shiny and we need to look like we have it all together, we suddenly look nothing like the people that Jesus hung out with. He yep. wasn't hanging out with people like that. And the people that he was, he was harsh and critical to people who thought they knew it all and had it all right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was very rarely, the only time he was harsh was when <laughs> Satan, get behind me, flipping tables yeah. over when the when the temple was, was not, uh, was being severely misused uh, and Pharisees who thought they knew it all and were trying to lord their way over other people. Otherwise, his approach to adultery three times was different. Three different approaches to somebody caught in adultery, right? And it was never condemning. It was never harsh. It was right. always the kind of response that was, hey, this is serious, but I'm leading with compassion, but I'm also holding a boundary here. Hey, go and sin no more, right? Get out of this behavior. So I think, you know, those are, those are some things that, um, you know, I hear from parents. Uh, I just want to encourage parents uh, that I, I think I woke up one day and I thought, um, I don't know if this is going to ultimately bring about long-term behavior change for my kids, but I can tell you this that I can respect myself in parenting through this lens. It's like, I'm respectable. I handled mm -hmm. some crazy things today with disrespect coming at me in a respectable way. Did I let people get away with it? Nope. Going to hold people yeah. accountable, right? But how did I respond? Was it dominating and controlling? Or was it with grace and compassion while still pointing people towards accountability? So good, Chad. It's like what I'm hearing this, all of it is so good. But um, what I'm hearing is like, you know, in those moments when you're like, how do I respond to this? It's like getting curious, like finding some way to connect with them. Right. Like, you know, they're, they're probably trying to help me. They, um, they care. They, they're, they're, they would love to honor God yeah, and they, all that they do. They mean well. They mean well. And what's going on for me? Oh, like, hello, fear. Like, hello, fear of judgment. Yes. Hello, fear of <laughs> catastrophizing. Like, what if I'm doing it wrong? Hello, hello yes. fear, right? Like, there it is. And then, and that can take, you know, a minute or two um, in that, in that uncomfortable zone yes. of quietness or whatever. And then it's like speaking wise, like, I'm always like, I want something to say, right? So it's like, I what I just gathered for some of your words is possibly a response could be like, thank you so much for your input. Um, you know, I'm working with so-and-so, a few organizations like Connected Families or Fresh Start Family um, um, to lead with compassion and also hold firm boundaries with our children. Yes. And I'm learning every day. So thank you for, for caring and thank you um, for your, for your input. And uh, I'm really focusing on, on leading with compassion and holding firm boundaries. Would you think that would be received well? I and, might and, layer on one more Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Because and, and it's say, like, I want them to be able to remember this. So. And if you're, and if you're concerned at all, I look to the heart and example of Jesus in everything we do, especially when we're feeling lost in our parenting walk. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because I think your your example ultimately like it all goes back to him. It's yeah. like 
Um, you know, I know you started with, you know, how does God parent us? And then it was like, okay, well, let's, let's then now use um, his son's example of how he lived yes. his life, how he, how he dealt with problems, how he came alongside of imperfect people, which we all are, which our kids yes. are, are all just pointing back to that. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to I like it. So cut you off, it's... but I, it's like, I think that that's, I know it's not necessarily trying to win a debate or anything, but I know yes. you're looking for a, a thing to say. Yeah. And I just, I, to me, he's, you know, Jesus is the undeniable, like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. figure in the room here, you know, you can talk or you can debate over one piece of scripture, but this is the ultimate. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like six or seven, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's so many great resources now too. Right. Like, so I think, um, I like that. So thank you so much. Like, um, I value this conversation. I value your input. I'm, you know, I'm working uh, diligently to learn from, from connected families, frustrated family to lead with compassion and hold firm boundaries while always looking to Jesus for guidance or trying to mimic Jesus and all that we do something like that. But then also maybe one more layer of like, I'd be happy to share the resources with you that we've found recently that have really changed our, because that's where like the nitty gritty is, right? Like we have an yes. hour podcast today, right? Like we can't get into like, okay, well, how do you address, you know, how do you have like a, a conversation where you feel confident with like the spare the rod, spoil the child conversation? How mm -hmm. do you get this scripture? How do you take this scripture? Right. And there's a ton of them, right? There's so many resources. Um, I shouldn't say there's a ton of them, but for, to, to, to uh to solidify what I'm trying to say is I I believe with all my heart there is absolutely no uh advocacy for spanking in the Bible and there are a few uh um scriptures that are difficult or uh take is a journey to understand what they actually mean that's what I should say when I say there's a lot of scripture right mm -hmm. um but I love that the fact of ending it with like, hey, I'm happy to share these resources with you. We did a, a course called um, Discipline That Connects. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really affordable. We also have like an ebook. What is the spanking ebook called again? Uh, yeah, it's uh, just perspectives. perspectives on spanking. Perfect. And we have we have a, um, an amazing ebook called Perspectives on Spanking. I'd be happy to like share that with you. We also did a course called Jesus Guided Parenting. Like that, I think can bring confidence to the conversation without having to be like, well, let me get my education out here about mm -hmm. how I feel yes. about this scripture and how I'm going to refute it when we're not pastors, right? Like, but yes. when we're in our quiet times with the Lord and we study it and we understand it, it makes sense. When we have guidance and mentors like yes. you and Jim and Lynn and your entire team to help us look at those, like you just become more confident over time, but you got to get into the resources, right? But mm -hmm. um, so hopefully, hopefully that helps listeners uh, to just know, like, if you're triggered by it, it's okay. It's okay. Like, that's just part of yeah. being human. Yeah. It's probably based, you know, in fear of X, Y, and Z and connection with that person. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We are all on the same page as our pastor, Miles McPherson from The Rock says, we are united <laughs> in Christ. We are on the same page yes. and it's okay to have uncomfortable conversations. It doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong. It just means you have the opportunity to possibly be a light and not have to prove anything, but just stand strong in confidence of who you are and how you're choosing uh, to lead your family in Christ. <sighs> 
so good. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well, I think that Chad, the, th- yeah. the thing that one one last thing, I just I think that sometimes we might need to draw boundaries with people who are just continuing to come at us, right? Yeah. Or it's like, well, you know, I'd be happy to go through the online course with you, or let's both read the perspectives on spanking ebook. And and again, looking for understanding as opposed to agreement is such a refreshing yeah. perspective for me. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, let me just help me understand what you're saying. And then I might repeat that. And you'll suddenly, I think oftentimes find that they're maybe the person might not be looking for understanding. They just want agreement. Um, mm. And it's like, well, we just probably want to agree on this. Um, right. and, and that's totally okay. Uh, it's it's not a salvation issue, uh, and so yeah. I think that 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 we might need to set boundaries. The other thing that that sometimes surprises me a little bit is that that we want to be very loving because oftentimes when that's coming toward us, I don't sense that there's a lot of love. You know, like like it's just hardcore. This is the way it is, and if that's the way it is, and it's coming to me, right? I just I just really need to. Like I would with a child who is really pushing the buttons right now, get myself under control. <sighs> What's going on with this person, right? And uh, I just want to be loving in my response, but I also don't want to keep coming back to getting just beat up over and over and over about this. Um, but uh, that's always been an interesting yep. piece to me is when people come at me really hard about something like that. And it's like, I expect to experience the love of Christ in this. Like if you're offering correction for me, I really want to experience the love of Christ here, that you care deeply for me and you're connected to me, not just a behavioral outcome that you find acceptable, right? And and it's interesting that that kind of parallels, um, you know, the the way that that discipline seems to, to come out oftentimes. It's so perfect because what you're saying is that's, it's so much of it is the internal work, right? Which is the bottom of the period, period pyramid. (laughs) Who are you in Christ? Like, who are we in Christ, right? Like we are designed to be connected and loving and compassionate. And even when people disagree with us, like even when people maybe even like really call you out on things, like I had a mentor who's someone I really look up to, like she, you know, ended up like using that tool, um, corporal punishment, um, because she went to like another mentor and her mentor was like, I'm going to call you out. Like you are disobeying God by doing this. And she didn't call me. And I was so upset that she didn't call me. I was like, how could you not have called me? Mm-hmm. But like those moments when you're just like, wow, I am, I, there is a, a thing that goes off inside of me. And it's like, in that moment, it's not about what anybody else is telling you or advocating for, or it's often so much about the feelings you're having inside about your own worth. What if I'm wrong? What if I make a mistake? What if people are judging me? And it's just such a beautiful place to look at like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, even if I am wrong, even if I am being judged by people, who is like, what is going on with me and God right now? Like, how does God see me? How does, how am I going to be like, how am I going to illuminate light in this way? Like that's who I'm designed to be. And it just, I can imagine that will be like a really good way for us to reset. So, so good. We can talk about this for a long time. We can grab another cup of coffee. (laughs) I know. Well, thank you so much for being just so willing, right. To like have this conversation and, um, bring this light to the world, Chad. Uh, we are so grateful. I know these conversations, like it's just so interesting because they can feel uncomfortable. And I just love, like, obviously like as a marriage family, um, 
that's what you marriage family therapist, right. And a life coach. Like we know that like when your body does this and your shoulders tense up, like, what is that? Like, there's so much underneath of it. That's about more than just, you know, having a different opinion about what scripture says, like, and it's just so fascinating. So I encourage listeners just to keep unraveling it, stay in the work, get yourself into the dis- discipline that connects course their, their audio course is always available. Again, we're going to just gift our Jesus guide to parenting course to anybody that purchases the discipline that connects course audible audio version this month. Uh, just shoot me an email and we'll get you that. Um, but thank you for being here, Chad. And thank, thank you. you for, yeah. Kindred spirits. Yes. All right. Well, praise God for connected families. Happy Easter month of the month of yes. New life. Uh, I pray that everyone was blessed today by this conversation. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Chad. (laughs) Thank you. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 122. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.